Hey, Jason Rice here with Lot Party, another episode. Again, every Monday we have new episodes on Autotainment Network. And this week, again, what Lot Party is all about, if you ever worked at a dealership, you know what a Lot Party is on the physical lot, where you get everybody together and you start moving those cars around on the lot to try to spruce things up or maybe move a, a car that's not getting any attention to the hot spot on the lot. Or maybe we got to move the trucks to the back and the cars to the front. But that's what a Lot Party is at a dealership. But here on the Lot Party show, it's about what we can do in our virtual world there's hundreds and thousands of more customers online searching for cars than there are in your physical lot. So what can we do in marketing and strategy, both in our inventory and our internet and our internet follow-up to drive that traffic? And today I'm really excited. We've got Colin Crane here. He's actually from Carvana, and he's going to be going over kind of this new avenue that people are actually utilizing you know we talk about you know how people can't won't buy cars online and and maybe that um you know the the days of customers just pointing and clicking like they do on amazon and ordering a car can that ever happen you know i i do struggle with it personally i think you know a lot especially on used cars somebody's going to want to touch the car feel it drive it maybe compare it and drive the you know drive the silverado then go drive the f-150 and then do the research themselves and gets educated on the difference of the two and then and then make a purchase decision and so you know what Carvana is doing with this um, you know the vending machine approach you know it's, it's kind, of, kind of curious of how this works out so Colin I've got you on the line here we don't have you in video but we got you on the phone I want to give you have give you a chance to give you our your background uh, to everybody how you started in a business where you came from I know you did some time at V Auto but go through well you know how you started in the car business how long ago and the steps that you got to where you are today yeah absolutely uh, thanks for having me on Jason um, yeah, I, uh, like everybody, I knew uh, growing up that I was going to be in the car business. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, I kind of stumbled into it like most like most people's story yeah. that I hear. I uh, actually thought I was going to be a college football coach. That's what I uh, set out to do. I did that for a very short period of time, and I started getting uh, recruited by CarMax. Um, oh. I grew up in Atlanta around CarMax stores and uh, didn't really have any, any interest in going to work for them. I'd walk their lots as a 16-year-old kid, and uh, their inventory was uh, really kind of boring to me. Um, just a bunch of kind of, uh, you know, one and two to six-year-old uh, cookie-cutter cars, not anything that I really yeah. uh, could see myself wanting to get involved in. The recruiter was just super persistent about me coming in and, and kind of learning about the company, and, and so finally I did that. Um, learned about the company. It was in a purchasing role. Um, by the time that I left that interview, and it was a very long uh, process for them. Uh, I loved it. I was completely bought in. Wanted to figure out how to how to evaluate, uh, purchase inventory, how to price cars. Uh, worked for them for about eight years. Uh, worked up and down the East Coast. Worked at their corporate office. Opened up about ten stores. Um, left them uh, kind of as the economy started to take a dip in 2009 uh, and started working in, in real stores uh, in the real car business. Um, worked as used car manager uh, in the southeast, also the Midwest. Uh, was at the uh, Walzer Automotive Group in the Midwest. Uh, managed their uh, you know, 12 stores, uh, used car inventory for their 12 stores. Had a group of five centralized buyers, um, a group of appraisers as well. Uh, and then that's where I came in contact with the auto, uh, kind of my first exposure to their platform, fell in love with it, uh, so much yeah. so that I, I asked the uh, Walzers if it would be okay for me to, uh, to join them. Uh, did that, came back to Atlanta where I'm from, uh, worked for V Auto for a couple of years and uh, found Carvana there. Uh, Carvana was one of my, one of my clients, uh, worked with them for about a year, 
um, prior mm-hmm. to joining full time, kind of watched them go from literally selling a uh, hundred cars over their first six months of business to to the point they are now the second largest uh, dealer in used cars, one to five year old used cars in Atlanta. Um, you know, uh-huh. behind behind CarMax, obviously. So, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a kind of a windy road, not uh, not the traditional path most people uh, kind of get to uh, to the car business. But here I am. Wow. So the, you know, again, the, the Carvana part, well, one, when you're doing the working for the real dealers versus the CarMax dealers, would you say that, um, did I, are you still there? Yeah, yeah I'm here. Oh, yeah. You're there. Okay. Um, I thought I lost connection. So the, when you start working for the real dealer versus the CarMax dealer, was you do on the, on the purchasing or were you running kind of like the used car director or yeah. um, out there buying? Yeah, yeah. So a little, a little bit of both. I was a uh, used car director at a Toyota store in South Georgia, Warner Robins. Uh, we had mm-hmm. two lots. We had a used car only lot. Uh, so I was, I was buying. I was desking deals. Uh, kind of was baptized by fire a little bit there. The, the general manager there was uh, was a real good guy. Uh, just um, believed in my experience at CarMax for some reason uh, that I, I yeah. knew a little bit more about used cars than maybe most people who look at that experience and profile and, and would kind of give them credit for. Sure. Um, there was a sure. lot of things I had to catch up on uh, in terms of how to structure and desk deals, but in terms of mm-hmm. appraising and buying inventory, um, I kind of I kind of knew how to do that. So I, I did a little bit of both uh, in that role. And, and so the, the CarMax, really, yeah, I mean, some people, well, it's one price and they do, but I mean, that should really set you up for what the market is today really well, and especially the way that they buy cars because they had an internal like buying process and know where cars needed to go uh, based off of what it was and the, and the needs. So I, I imagine that really helped out going into that, that other dealer group. Yeah, I, um, you get more, you just get more reps. You know, I, I did, when I worked at the store, I would see uh, 30 to 40 cars a day in terms of appraisals when I was off-site buying cars. I mean, CarMax, we would go to auctions and buy 200 cars in a day. Um, and so in terms mm. of the amount of inventory that you would see and put your hands on, evaluate, um, you know, you'd, you'd get a ton of reps at that. So the, uh, the guidance that they would have, uh, you know, they've got a group of 40 analysts uh, in Richmond that are constantly looking at kind of the most recent past for CarMax speculating yeah. on what they think the future is going to look like and uh, they make really smart decisions and and a lot sure. of you know I, I would stand next to people in lanes and they would look at me as a CarMax buyer and say man that guy has no idea what he's <laughs> yeah, doing he's well yeah. they just didn't know what we knew about what that car would do uh, at CarMax and so um, yeah, sure. it's definitely a different world uh, I learned a ton there uh, but also learned a bunch uh, you know kind of getting into the real car business for sure all right, well, let's get into this Carvana uh, approach, you know, and like I said, I, I, I'm not naive enough to know that this can work. Um, the more and more, uh, shoot, I'm on Amazon Prime, and there's probably a delivery truck every day to my, my as a matter of fact, just today, we need an ink for my printer. My wife was trying to print something, and it was low, and I was like, well, I just went to my phone. I went to Amazon. I ordered some. I know it's going to take two days. I could leave right now and go to Walmart and pick it up, but I just, it's just easier. We'll get it in a couple days, and we're done. So I'm not naive enough to know that people eventually won't get comfortable enough, to, especially the more and more people are doing stuff like this. You know, I have no problem buying books and what other products online, but um, how is that working? You guys talk about you're already second. Now, give uh, the 
audience here, maybe the, the basis behind Carvana, again, we talk about a vending machine, but how does it really work in a nutshell? Yeah, so um, it is it is a, it is exactly what you just described. Uh, you know, and, and most people who initially uncover Carvana um, do it in the in the same way they uncover any other dealership today. So you know the used yeah. car shopping process for for most people uh, starts online. Uh, they do a ton of research. You know, depending on what study you look at, twelve to seventeen hours, and they're narrowing their focus from kind of a segment of car and price point to a very specific mm-hmm. couple make models. Uh, and then they find the car that, that gives them the best best value proposition, uh, and then they find out where the car is located. Sometimes they end up finding it at Carvana, and then they figure out, wow, I've got this the car that I want at the price that I want, and they're going to deliver it to me, or I can come pick it up in two two markets today at a at a vending machine location. So um, yeah. it's it's the it's the combination of man, I've already found this car. It's it's really well priced. Um, you know, we, we kind of use some internal analytics as, as well as stuff that, uh, you know, the auto kind of helps provide. Um, yeah. and then, and then we're going to deliver the car to them or they can come pick it up. Um, and then, you know, there are very early on, um, there were a lot of people. And as we launch into new markets, I'm in Miami today, we launched Miami last week. Um, there are definitely people who find out about it and want to know, is this a real thing? Uh, for those people, yeah. you can go on our website. We've got over 1,200 reviews um, from customers that the average rating is about 4.9. So um, uh-huh. I think that like anything today, if you're going to a new restaurant, if you're going to you know buy a pair of shoes, anything, reviews are super powerful to be able to tell that story yeah, for yeah. you. And so um, mm-hmm. that's what happens. You know, People do the normal used car shopping process that they do every day. They find us, they find our site, uh, and then from that point on, you can do everything. I mean, we, we you know, we've kind of got some, uh, we've kind of got some ads out there that says you can buy a car in 11 minutes on our site. We've had that happen. <laughs> um, we've had people buy a car and then call us back and say, hey, wait a minute, did I, did I just really buy a car? Um, and, you know, it, it's a really easy process from vehicle selection to financing to warranty. Um, you can do everything right there, including schedule the delivery. Yeah. Now, I'm, you know, I'm amazed that, you know, when I first found that site, looking at just the photos, you guys doing the 360, you can pop the hood, can open the doors, go inside and 360. And I know there's some tools out there dealers can kind of do that themselves right now. But it's just phenomenal of, you know, just the picture quality. You know, I talk to dealers a lot about, um, you know, up in that game. I, I've been in a lot of dealers, and you probably do when you're traveling with the auto, and I'd go in a dealership, and they're showing me their new floor plan for their new facility or their new building or their upgrade. And I said, oh, really, where's your studio? And they're like, oh, we're not doing a studio. And I'm like, how are you not doing a studio? And, um, you know, to me, it's just if dealers want gross – you know, I think that's one aspect of it. When you look at your guys' photos compared to maybe somebody that's doing it at the back of their lot by the trash can and you're asking 500 bucks more, just the quality of the photos and the presentation of it, I'd, almost, I'd be tempted more to go to you first. And maybe I'm going to try to work you down to that 500 bucks difference. But, I mean, I think, you know, again, what you guys do is phenomenal with that studio and stuff. And how much of work does that take to get a car like that done or get a car done like that? Uh, it takes a lot of work. I think, um, you know, we're getting, getting more efficient at it every day. I think we could probably get uh, 50 through the photo booth in a day. Um, mm-hmm. and, and right now, you know, it's, it's, it's similar to, you know, there's a couple places in the, in the kind of used car world where, uh, there's reconditioning at, that feels like a manufacturing plant. There's CarMax, there's yeah. Drive Time, 
we're trying to do similar stuff like that. AutoNation has some places that do similar things. I think um, that's kind of, you know, that's the process that we're getting dialed in there. And I, I don't disagree mm-hmm. with your point about even if it's not even if it's not the conscious decision from a customer to pay more based on pictures, you can definitely, yeah. for, for, for dealers that negotiate still, if you point out everything about the car, there's no reason why a little nick or a scratch or any imperfection on that car should cost you to give up more gross when they actually finally come into the store. You've already shown them mm-hmm. everything about it. And so sure. at the sure. very least, you can hold on to that price. Yeah. Now, you guys have, and then we kind of go another angle now, then if somebody purchases that car, they feel comfortable, confident based on photos and stuff, maybe to, to, to buy that car, maybe reserve it, right, to go to the, let, let's break down that process. So I see a car and I do want to test drive it. Do I reserve it? And then uh, from my understanding, the vending machine, you guys would park it in a, in, a, in a garage type thing and I'd swipe my credit card to open the garage to then drive it and test drive it. Is that right? Is that how that works? So it's actually it's slightly different. So we don't okay. uh, you, you you buy it. So there are no if oh, you don't reserve no it. Uh, you go through the okay. entire you go through the entire process. So anybody who's coming to a place to pick up a, a vending machine to pick up a car from us has already purchased mm-hmm. it. We do offer okay. a seven a seven day return policy. So no questions mm-hmm. asked. You can you can deny it at time of delivery or seven days later you can say yeah this this isn't the car for me. Um, okay. That doesn't happen all that frequently, but it, you, you have the option to do it. Um, and that includes, like, getting to a mechanic, getting a third-party inspection, do all the things that you would normally, you know, want to do to have that peace yeah. of mind. Um, okay. But, yeah, once you've, once you've uh, you know, once we've delivered the car, I mean, you've you purchased that car first. All right. Well, let's dig into the dirty on that part then. So let's assume I bought, I go ahead and made the commitment. I'm getting the car. I pull it out. And I decide to take to my shop. My shop says, well, they really need to do this, this, and this. Do I have the ability to come back to you, just turn it in? Or if I tell you, hey, they're telling me it's this and it's another 600 bucks. I don't want the car. Do you guys then maybe meet the customer halfway or try to fix that problem and say, would you keep it if we fix that problem? Or or you just take it back? What's yeah, so, one of those steps? Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you took it to a third-party inspection. So we, you know, similar to every very good operator in the country, we do 150-point inspection. I'm sure those inspections mm-hmm. will get up to two and 300 points at some point if we're not careful. But we do a real thorough yeah. inspection. Uh, we offer yeah. a 100-day, 4,000-mile uh, uh, warranty. We, we do all the normal things that really good dealerships do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we say, like, if you want to go get it inspected, absolutely do that. Uh, if, if someone says, yeah, yeah, I took my Lexus to this Lexus dealer and they said in their used car inspection, this is a problem, what we would most likely do is bring it back and say, hey, let, let our shop look at it again. Just, you know, number one, learning opportunity for the technician and the, and the group that, yeah. that worked on that car to get it right. Um, but two, it's mm-hmm. also it's better for us to pay ourselves and have that work done. But we'll absolutely get that work done. You can go back and take it. We'll pay for the inspection. Uh, you, know, you don't have to pay for that. Uh, but most likely yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna negotiate. We're not gonna you know uh, in some in some rare cases we will just pay for it. You know if you mm-hmm. if you've driven away uh, 500 miles or whatever, you know you've flown yeah. into us, which happens occasionally. You've flown into Atlanta, mm-hmm. picked up the car, and driven back to Oklahoma. Um, then yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna ship that car back. Yeah. You know we're gonna make the yeah. most fa- sound financial decision and probably just sure. probably just fix that for you. 
Okay. Now then, do you guys have an internal shop yourself then, or is that stuff outsourced, or how do you guys do that with the recon? Yeah, no, we do. So we have, I mean, you know, similar to a, similar to a Carmax, uh, we've got a, we've got a mm -hmm. big shop, uh, actually three of them regionally that, that produce cars for us. Okay. And so again, the, the, the key is to kind of let the customers do everything at, at one. You got a seven day return policy. You would also deliver it, right? Is that at a fee or is that uh, for delivery? Yeah, in, is in, there a yeah in, every, in, in 13 markets right now, uh, within a hundred mm -hmm. mile radius, you can get a, a car delivered to you for free. All right. And then financing, you help line that up for them or, or is there certain suggestions on the financing and that you guys Yeah, have. so we, we have partnerships with credit unions where we will not, uh, we won't fight for that uh, finance deal. Uh, people can pay, you know, through our site, you know, uh, through any third-party uh, company. We'll just call and verify the funds. Uh, you can pay cash okay. or, um, yeah, we have, our own, we have our own relationship with the bank. If you go to our website right now, you can do everything, apply for financing, get done, get the car, uh, and, and get it delivered um, all through us. It's not... It's not a, and it'll be seamless. It will not be, okay, you know, send in your credit information. We'll contact the bank. We'll broker the deal. We'll get it back to you. It happens instantaneous um, wow. where you apply for credit. We'll show you on every car in the inventory what your monthly payment is and how much down you need to have. <laughs> that goes from yeah. the, you know, $80,000 Tesla to the $10,000 smart car um, all the way across the board. Um, obviously, the down payment on the Tesla is going to be a bit more. Um, yep. But once you get approved, you're going to get approved for every car. Right. So uh, let's say a typical store. Um, how's the growth? I mean, you know, like you said, your first location, did it go from selling 20 a month to now doing 150 a month? Or, or what's, what's that kind of growth as far as the market accepting something like this? Yeah. Um, so in, in Atlanta, Atlanta's like the best example for us. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a typical story of what a CarMax would do. So CarMax, anytime they open up a store, they tell... Uh, all the people uh, that, that show up to their grand openings and to their investors that at maturity they're gonna they're gonna expect that store to sell 400 to 500 used cars. So um, mm -hmm. not very different from from what we will be able to tell people. The the difference really is uh, our ramp happens faster. Um, and, and I think it's purely a product of you know when I was at Carmax when I, I worked at their corporate office in like the early 2000s. Um, so when I was there, uh, everybody would say, man, you know, best advertising is word of mouth. I'm sure that every dealership feels the same way. You know, a, a nice referral uh, is the best kind of customer to have. Um, the difference is in, in the 90s and in the 2000s, word of mouth was, was literally that, right? You would come to work. You would tell your buddies. Um, that reach isn't that big, right? You know, 10, 15 people yeah. maybe. Um, today... Uh, word of mouth is viral, you know, it, it, through social media. Sure. We had we had uh, Barrett Salee, uh, I mean, name dropping on your show, but uh, he's a writer <laughs> for uh, a writer for the Bleacher Report. Came in, bought mm -hmm. a car, tweets about it, uh, 30, 40,000 followers. All of a sudden, there's like this firestorm of, of conversation happening all across the Southeast in markets that we're not even around in. Uh, and, and that has kind of continued since he's bought that car where people will tweet him and ask him, hey, where was that place that you bought that car? Uh, um, we benefit yeah. now from a time where each individual customer interaction kind of explodes. Uh, and so our ramp will sure. be faster in each of the markets that we enter into uh, based on that. All right. And so, you know, the I guess even a bad 
situation or somebody bringing a car back could be a good thing for you because again even if they talk to the friends they go yeah i bought it but you know what i really didn't like it and you know i just took it right back and and i think somebody hearing that might be more comfortable to take the risk too of going ahead and do it knowing that well my buddy bought it and it should be okay if i don't like it i could take it back so i'd imagine even a bad not so much a bad experience but uh you know somebody not really caring about the car and wanting to get something else could turn into a good thing too the fact that you if it is as easy as turning it back as you say it is you know that would give somebody else maybe their friend confidence to go ahead and try it themselves too you run into any of those situations uh, absolutely. We had those, we had those exact reviews, uh, on our site. Uh, and it is, it, it, it just tells the, the complete story. Um, yeah. it's not going to work for everybody. And, and I will say, you know, uh, you know, when I, when I consulted, uh, through the auto with Carvana, um, mm-hmm. I had a very narrow opinion of who this would work for, right? You know, oh, it's millennial, it's younger crowd, uh, very tech savvy people. It's everybody. Um, everybody mm-hmm. who's in the market shopping for a used car starts online. Um, and that gives us an opportunity to get in front of everybody. Um, you know, the, the only, as long as we have a good, diverse, uh, well-priced inventory, um, sky's the limit, man. I mean, there's not a, it's not as narrow a focus. And I will say, while the over, the overwhelming majority of the public isn't clamoring for, I just want to buy my car only online, um, with as big as the market is, uh, even the slightest sliver of market share in each city are huge, huge numbers. You know, you look at CarMax, they'll sell 750,000 cars probably this year, and that's going to be one and a half to 2% of the overall used car market. Um, I'll take those numbers. Um, I'll take, I'll take 2%. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to share something now. I'll let you go. You see, I, I, we just leased a Honda Odyssey from my wife here in Olathe, Kansas. Okay, so we're not in some Silicon Valley or anything. And we go in to lease this car. Now, I happen to, uh, they, they walk me into the F&I office. Well, as soon as they open the door, and I'm actually showing a picture here in the video of what, what I walked into, and it was a virtual F&I guy. There was two screens. There's a guy on one of the screens, all the printer and stuff sitting there, and there's some paperwork on the desk. And he starts talking to me. And, you know, he asked me to grab some paper off a printer that he just printed up and sit down. I had hand sign stuff. He started going through presentation on a, on a pad and also on the screen of maybe some added value stuff that I could purchase, you know, tire protection and, and so forth. And then we went through the contract, uh, both on the visual pad and on the physical one. And then he had me put the, the, that contract in the printer. It started printing up. I signed it, basically scanned some stuff to him for him and folded it up and dropped it in a box and we did everything virtually there. So, you know, and like I said, we're in Olathe, Kansas. I, I was so surprised by it. I was so drawn back by that. I didn't mind it, but it, to me, it was a mental block in my head going, oh my gosh, what can this, this is weird. What's this gonna do to the industry? What's, if I was an F&I guy, do I need to worry about this? And so to me, it was ticking through my head. I have talked to some people who said they could be uncomfortable with it, but you know, a, a model like what you guys are doing, a model like that, I mean, I, I could see that just, you know, filtering its way into the industry and eventually, you know, becomes somewhat of the norm. And, you know, I said, that sounds like you guys are doing a great job in growing this. Um, doesn't seem like it's slowing down though at all, is it? You guys are saying you're growing at that, that type of pace. Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. And that's a, that's a really cool, uh, it's a really cool personal uh, kind of story. Uh, it's interesting to see. I mean, there, there's going to be so many innovations, man. I mean, you think about the time yeah. we're living in today, 
it's pretty freaking amazing, man, to know that there mm-hmm. were 400,000 people that ordered Teslas sight unseen with, um, yeah. you know, having to put a grand down, real money, sight unseen, knowing they're not going to get their car for a year probably. Um, technology is changing things really, really quickly. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. that old of a guy, but I had a pager in high school. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got my first cell phone in college. Um, and yep. now, you know, my 11-year-old has a cell phone and she's using it to get out of school. It's like Thanks. so much more advanced at buying things right. online than I ever will be. Um, mm-hmm. Technology changes things quickly. And I, I love to hear stories like that of dealers out there doing uh, really cool things to kind of stay ahead of it. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story and the experience you guys are having there at Carvana. Again, just to give an experience of what dealerships, what, what this industry is going to. And if you miss these gross and these... Uh, swings in the market you know you could ultimately end up working yourself out of out of a out of a job essentially uh or dealership so i appreciate your time thank you very much i hope everybody enjoyed this interview thanks colin you got it thanks man see you thanks hey thank you very much for listening or watching that interview there and again like colin said i mean they're growing and i don't think this type of model is disappearing as a matter of fact i think it's going to get bigger and bigger and and as as a dealer just at a normal store, you really kind of have the ability to do what they're doing. You know, maybe not at their level with this vending machine type of technology, but you have the ability to allow customers to buy cars directly online. There's plenty of products and companies out there allow you to do that. You will be able to, you know, allow people to pick up a car in your lot pretty much without being bugged if they've already done everything, maybe do a delivery if they want it to. You can have a return policy too. Um, So, and you can have a studio like they do. There's companies out there that build a studio, do the 360 interior, exterior photos, and allow you to help you do that too. So you can do a lot of this stuff because if, if, if this grows and they get in one of your markets, you're going to have to start doing things a little bit differently at your lot. And again, I don't think it's going away. It's just one of those fades, no different than mobile now and how people have transitioned from the internet, from walking the lots to the internet to their mobile. Um, you know, people can go from, like I said, I buy stuff online all the time from, you know, being comfortable buying books and other products online to, you know what, buying that next car. So um, I think it was a great interview and I think it's some insight of what's coming in the industry. And speaking of what's coming and here at Lot Party, every Monday, new episodes. I got Tommy Gibbs in the pipeline. I got Ed French. Both of these guys are the, some of the best used car consultants out there. We're going to pick their brains of what to drive inventory, how to get that inventory turning. So Stay tuned. Again, every Monday, new episodes, Lot Party, autotainmentnetwork.com, or you can go directly at lotparty.net. We're actually a podcast. We're now on iTunes, so check it out. Just uh, Google Jason Rice or go into iTunes, look for Jason Rice or look for Lot Party Show on iTunes and even on SoundCloud or go to our, our site at lotpop.com. We have all the podcasts and articles there, and I hope you found this show enjoyable. See you next week.